You've just entered a safe, relaxed, and open forum where you can allow your imagination to take you places you normally dare not go. Welcome to The Fourth Dimension with Toby C., where we discuss evil resistance in the early efforts of sobriety. Here's Toby. Oh, yeah. It's Toby. It's Toby with a vengeance. Back with Sherry Ann C. Hi, Sherry Ann. Hey, how's it going? Great. Glad you're uh, with us. Do you know what we're going to talk about today, Sherry Ann? I have some idea, but I'm really willing to just kind of um, play in this world that's curious and, uh, and surprising and inspiring. So that's where I want to be with you. Well, we're going to be in a very curious and inspiring world for the next hour. We're going to be talking about the same subject we talk about every show here in the fourth dimension with Toby C. Evil resistance that so many souls experience in early recovery. It's really super simple. It's a very simple theme. Um, first of all, welcome, Sherry Ann. How are you? Hey, great. It's uh, Mother's Day today, so that's a great day. Welcome to all the moms out there, and a big shout out to you for sure. Thank you for your service. Yeah. Well. All right. So, <clears throat> Sherry Ann, do you believe in evil? Do you believe in darkness? Do you believe in negative? energy. Let's talk about that for a minute. You know, I'm not sure we even need to believe in it because we have all lived through it, right? So it's just what we refer to it, whether you're part of a spiritual practice or a mindfulness practice or just a humanistic practice. I think that um, desire, darkness, that's um, just part of being a human on this planet. So Mm -hmm. whatever we want to call it, absolutely it exists for sure. Let me ask you this. Why are paranormal shows and scary rides and and um, and and features at amusement parks so popular why 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 is the dark side so exhilarating to people i know the answer but i want to what's wanna, your answer I'll i want to hear your well, answer i'll tell you because i believe human beings constantly want some demonstration of the existence of evil Deep down inside, they want some confirmation that, that, the, that the mysteries of evil and darkness exist. And they find it exhilarating to, uh, to uh, dabble uh, in, in that, the, the, the consciousness of the darkness. However, this show, Sherry Ann, this show is not about demonstrating the existence of the devil. The devil is... The existence of the devil is not to be demonstrated. It's merely to be believed, okay? Just like believing in a God of our understanding is an act of faith, okay? Then believing the, in the antithesis of God, something dark also must uh, happen within the realm of faith, okay? And belief, see? Um we live in a three-dimensional world. That's why this show is called The Fourth Dimension. And we want to now talk about the real sinister things that happen to us in early recovery, not to put the devil up on a pedestal, but to make the relevance of a God of our understanding and the power of God as expressed through recovery. 
you know, becomes more relevant and important and it's not so abstract. You know, we want to we want to get God out of out of the same arena as the Easter Bunny and Santa Claus, <laughs> and 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 yeah. you know, God is real. God mm-hmm. is powerful, and so are the forces that oppose God. Okay, mm-hmm. and we and we're going to talk about that. I'm so excited now that uh, that you're here, and I had to do this quick little monologue warm up to to make sure the listeners are aware that this is not a devil show. This is a recovery show. Mm -hmm. And if you're having trouble getting better, Sherry Ann's got a couple of ghost stories of things that happened to her, you know, in her earliest, most desperate attempts to get better. Do you remember those moments, Sherry Ann? Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, uh, it's a lifetime of wanting to recover from a variety of ailments, right? It's not all just booze and drugs. It's, you know, it's codependency. It's a bunch of things. So, um, you know, I'm not born yesterday, obviously, I'm a middle-aged woman, I'm old enough to have kids, so, uh, but there's a lot of them, and uh, if I can share just one or two stories with you that will eventually uh, serve as a benchmark so um, the listener can appreciate the value of the higher power in combating um, darker forces, then, uh, then my job's done, and uh, I'm thankful for that. Well, I'll tell you, we, we've got a whole hour here, and if you want to go ahead and mash out a couple of of good ghost stories to kind of give us a warm up, you know. And again, before you you before you really get into it deep with us, Sherry Ann, I just um, you do remember those 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 earliest attempts to get better in recovery from whatever you were were suffering from. Okay, and 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 do you remember those tender, most desperate moments, Sherry Ann, and and and. Take us back to those 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 bumps in the road that that uh, that you just couldn't seem to to get off mm-hmm. of of you know those 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 bumps at the bottom, and tell us what was keeping you down at the bottom, bumping along the bottom, and I know you got them. So mash out a couple of stories. Take us back to to the beginning, Sherry Ann, and and um, and warm us up. Go ahead. You know, um, I wish I had some more bumpy bottom stories um, because I feel like a, a, a little bit of a of a loser in this community of recovery because <clears throat> I don't have many of those. I don't have DUIs. I got a couple, you know, nasty ones. But I just want to share with you um, kind of how it started. You know, I'm 15 years old and I'm in a, you know, a bunch of drinking people in a very privileged situation. And I'm looking around at these people going, what the fungui are you people doing? And there's no way out. I'm in the middle of nowhere. There's 15 people that are all drinking and, you know, doing whatever they're doing. And um, and um, I'm praying. And uh, I don't even know what I'm doing. I'm praying. And I'm journaling. And, um, and this being came out of the corner, which was, um, it was a spiritual being. And uh, she was really clear about about what her intention was, and her intention was to tell me that I was the was the the one in this group that would be the um, the storyteller, the truth teller, not the narrative of the drunken um, entitled people that had inherited this environment. So, you know, that is become my legacy of my life is to speak out um, in truth and love. Um, in an environment that doesn't necessarily want to hear it. So, um, mm, and if that being the life story, obviously I am going to become under attack, uh, whatever you want to call that. 
you want to call it the devil, you want to call it, you know, some dark force. Um, yeah. So my story is really uh, about repeated attacks and um, my deepest intent to try to remain mindful and sober, uh, <laughs> failingly so at times, but uh, there's lots of those moments and I'm happy to share those with you. Too. Sure. Mm-hmm. All right. So here, here it is. You, you became a high value target Clearly, and um, and you were maybe you experienced some form of election, uh, you know, appointment, um, designation. Uh, you know, you felt uh, uh, maybe some something special, something spiritually different and powerful. So, is is part of your legacy of suffering? in early recovery about something wanting to to rob you and diminish these special powers that that were appointed to you this gift if you will do you think it was a gift and was something trying to rob you of this gift Sherry Ann what do you think well that's a really interesting question um, as you're asking the question um, you know, we speak of this um, enlightenment, if you will, or this touch of God or this spiritual experience very early in my life. And uh, as you were asking me the question, I'm like, I was just deluded, right? Like, who am I to believe that I'm anybody special? Um, But I know now that I'm worth saving. And, um, and it's been the battle. So, uh, and the battle is my own mind, uh, even just in this moment, referring to myself as, you know, well, you were just delusional. You know, it was like some kind of grandiose, like psychological thing where you're damaged good. That is the narrative of whatever you want to call that dark force, whether it's the devil. And it still exists in my head today. And this is where I have to lean upon my higher power on a day-to-day basis to fight the narrative that wants to take away what um, the joy that I have. Okay. So let's get into your first ghost story and, um, and let's, let's go to your, your first experience in trying to recover from, from some emotional or psychological or spiritual anguish and, um, and, and, and let's talk about something that happened during this period of trying to overcome and transcend this anguish that, that was very dark and negative and, and that maybe you just passed off at the time as just bad luck, bad timing, his <laughs> fault, my fault, poor decisions. Let's talk about that for a minute quickly before the end of the segment. Bring one up. What, what, what comes to mind? You know, um, I had a mentor in my um, late 20s, a, a woman who guided my career very closely, and she saw uh, very clearly that, Charisse, um, you need to clean up your spiritual life. And so she introduced me to a wonderful group of people in Vancouver, British Columbia, who were, you know, prayer warriors and masters of meditation. And um, and it was in that moment, working with those people in deep, deep meditation, where I was first introduced to Uh, spiritual warfare that happens at a different level where we as a as a group had to be on guard against these evil forces because they came in and uh, we could experience them physically and psychically 
Um, you know, and that led me to, you know, thinking that I've got some superpower, right? So fast forward a little bit. Um, I'm married to a guy and um, he was, you know, basically it was a pot smoker. A, you know, guy took my money um, uh, and, you know, was assaultive, didn't show up on our wedding night. You know, it's like I just got, you know, bamboozled into uh, a deceptive situation thinking that, uh, because I had the discipline and I had, you know, I had my peeps around me. I knew how to meditate it. I, you know, I was all that and more. No, I'm just a bigger target. And um, uh, and I just didn't have the tools at that time to decipher and discern the spiritual attacks for sure. Okay. So it sounds to me like like one of your first real evil experiences in recovery was your companion. Absolutely. That, that God and, and fate and the universe put before you yeah and um and that that this evil resistance manifest and uh and presented itself through this person well and if i may i don't want to interrupt but i want to hang on to this thought is that you know um the devil or if you will comes in all kinds of fabrics and appearances so i guess we'll come back to that shortly sounds good we're going to be right back with Sherry Ann C. I'm Toby C., the name of the show, The Fourth Dimension, talking about evil resistance in early recovery. And uh, just getting warmed up with Sherry Ann. She's got a lot of ghost stories packed up and, and, uh, and ready to go. And my job is to get them out of her. How about that? <laughs> We're going to be right back with Sherry Ann. Stand by. the imagination to take us places we might be afraid to go. You are entering the fourth dimension with Toby C. There is no such thing as coincidences. Here's Toby. Better believe it. Sherry Ann. Hey. All right. See, you're special because you didn't bounce around all these, you know, hospitals and rehab centers and what have you, but, but you're a human being and you had your bottoms and uh, they're spiritual, maybe psychic and psychological bottoms. Um, but you wanted to get better at some point. You wanted to feel better. Just like everybody, I'm sure you felt bad and you wanted to feel better. The moment you decided to feel better, something got in your way. So Sherry Ann, take it away. Describe it to us, okay? And again, you know, just, um, just be real, Sherry Ann. (laughs) Be real. I love it. I don't know if I can be anything other than real, um, real boring or real, you know, whatever. Um, but I don't have like a super nasty low bottom story in the early days. And I think that that's how probably most listeners will relate to us is like, you know, I didn't go from zero to a million in 30 seconds. You know, it took me 40 years to get there. Well, that's kind of how it happened for me. 
um, for sure. And uh, what my early um, struggles looked like, I suppose you could say relationship addiction. I was trying to get the heck away from the people that were using the drugs and alcohol. And it seemed like the harder I tried, the more I was under attack. One point in particular was when I left the um, the the pretend husband that was uh, all that and more. He kind of was way too charming, way too slick, way too deceptive. Um, you know, I'm sleeping um, and I have this overwhelming feeling of this um, dark energy trying to enter into my body. And, um, and this was shortly after I became a woman of faith. I didn't have a real and abiding faith until I was about 25. So I'm probably two years into my faith um, process. And I was acutely aware of this um, evil force that was trying to get into my body. And, uh, but I politely asked her to leave me the hell alone. And um, I wasn't so convinced that she didn't, but um, very much uh, I was under attack and continued to be under attack as I was trying to get my foothold in my life. Interesting. Hold that thought. Mm -hmm. All right. First of all, hey, listeners out there, did you hear it? As soon as we try to get away from drugs and alcohol or people who are using drugs and alcohol, what happens? It comes on us with a vengeance. Vengeance. With Absolutely. A vengeance. So mm-hmm. I'm sure there's everybody's out there, you know, nodding their head. Oh yeah, okay. Now what what also you might be talking about is is the presence and 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 some form of demonic possession. Clearly you're talking about a that a, a female demon that was was somehow uh around you or in you or or in your environment and and uh, and and interfering with your your peace how about that and that's you could, a very fair comment for sure and mm-hmm. you could feel it yeah and, and it was there and it was real there it is yeah because yeah. you were a woman of faith and we talked about this earlier you possibly were already like so many of us <laughs> a high value target <laughs> By the way, listener, you might be a high-value target. You might not even know it. Isn't that true, Sherryanne? Yeah. Yeah, and you don't even know it, right? You just think you're just another bozo on the bus, just kind of cruising along. But um, we all have such value, and we go when we go stand up and we fight against what's wrong um, and try to change patterns, whether those are intergenerational uh, behavior patterns or addictions or whatever it is. When we finally step up and we say, "Hey, enough is enough. My job is to stop this cycle," we um, we are fighting not only those forces around us on the earthly level, but you know those um, that are outside of our understanding and. And for our purposes, I personally don't really care whether you call it the devil or, you know, the mind or whatever. Just um, it's acutely um, important that we understand that these forces will come upon us. And um, and if, we, if we're not well armed uh, with whatever armament you refer to it, some of us call it a higher power or God um, or, you know, our sword of truth and all of that kind of stuff. Um, we have to be armed. Yeah. Whew. Take a deep breath. Did you have a name for your demon? <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> no, I, no, there's been so many of them that have kind of come and gone. Um, you know, for, uh, there, eventually it did manifest in a, in a, a larger kind of uh, climax, if you will. And we'll share that in the next segment. Yeah. But um, 
And no, they were numerous and many and uh, came in all kinds of forms. Business people that I worked with, uh, people within my spiritual community uh, community that were, you know, clearly not interested in spiritual matters. They were kind of more interested in bumping, grinding, if you will. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that certainly is uh, how much of it manifested in my life. Uh, so much so that for many years, I was um, just not wanting to really even look like a woman. It was much safer to not be that person. Can anybody relate to that out there? Right. All right, Sherry Ann. Okay, when we come back with Sherry Ann, she's got he's got the mother of all ghost stories lined up here because you know this demon or or one of these demons that uh, that were were in her environment uh, led her down this path a, a relationship a relationship from hell, <laughs> and it wasn't his fault. It was Satan's doing, wasn't it, Sherry Ann? Uh, yeah, you guys decide. All right, be right <laughs> back. Sherry Ann, I'm Fourth Dimension with Toby C. Making sense out of nonsense. Making you as curious and uncomfortable as possible with the truth. You've landed in the fourth dimension with Toby C. Oh, yeah. Sherry Ann. Hey. All righty. Time for the mother of all ghost stories with Sherry Ann. And, um, and, I love this show because what Sherry Ann's talking about is the existence of demons, the existence of evil, the existence of negativity that's all around us, gang. And uh, I read somewhere that the devil, you know, um, prowls around like a hungry lion looking for for souls to devour. (laughs) You know, we've got to be on our toes. We've got to be vigilant. And again, gang, I can't say it enough that... um, you know, this show is, um, it's not about the fallen angel of Satan necessarily uh, being at the center of our faith, okay? Um, but understanding and being aware of Satan, the figure of Satan is indispensable to understanding the mysteries of faith. And the mysteries of faith, true faith, is a God of our understanding and something wants to keep us from that relationship with our faith wants to keep us in fear. So Sherry Ann, take a deep breath. And um, what was the name of the companion that, that, uh, that God or the fallen angel dropped into your lap? What was his name? <laughs> I love it. His name's Capricorn. Capricorn. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, Take a deep breath, and why don't you tell us about your your um, your bumpy road, your bumpy ride with Capricorn, and as it relates to you recovering from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body, and uh, and and your relationship with Capricorn keeping you down. What do you think? 
Go ahead. Sure. Yeah. So um, on the last segments, we chatted a little bit about um, kind of my relationship history, if you will. And so fast forward, I'm at the prime of my life. I've got a great career. I've got all anything I could ever want. And I'm just I'm bemoaning the fact that I'm 30, whatever, and I don't have children and and uh, all the decent guys in Vancouver or somewhere else. And uh, lo and behold, I bump into this guy from Palm Springs on a ski trip. And uh, he falls head over and heels in love with me, and um, I think he's nuts, which I probably should have stayed with my first assumption, but no, kind of pride got in my way. My girlfriends all thought he was really cool and hip, and uh, before I knew it, I was married to this man and, um, and pregnant with his child. So um, fast forward to me moving to uh, the desert area, thank God. Uh, and this, by the way, I did have a conversation with my higher power about it. And he said, hey, off you go, make this happen. So I kind of figured, well, you know, my higher power told me that I should do this. So I got this, right? Oh, note to self, like you need a tribe, right? So here I went right into the lion's mouth. I didn't have any support. So I was here alone, pregnant, two children, and um, with nothing going on to keep my head out of water. So yes, I was definitely an easy target. And um, uh, depression, a little bit of wine, uh, you know, some easy nights out feeling like a spoiled girl, cha-cha heels, what do you know, right? Uh, a nice little slinky dress, feeling pretty, getting a decent body and a suntan. You know, think pasty white girl from the white north, right? So I think I got it all of that and more. So, you know, my um, I wasn't attuned to um, the discipline of staying sober. Again, whatever you're trying to be sober from and um, I didn't, I didn't know how to do it. And, um, you know, some stories talk about 40 days, 40 years, you know, lying in the desert. It was my 40 years of being here alone and uh, with a very, very, very slippery slope into hell. Okay. All that thought. So you're here, you're out of your element. Absolutely. And, and, um, and you basically have taken on Capricorn's identity. I mean, you're living his Absolutely. life Absolutely. Yeah. And you're trying to stay sober emotionally, right? And, and and maybe, you know, you're acting out with alcohol or drugs or whatever, okay? Nothing sexy, I'm sorry. Okay, okay. <laughs> but... but uh, Just me. <laughs> but still, um, you, were, you were living in a living hell by that point, Sherry Ann, were you not? There was something unhappy. You were suffering from depression, loneliness... Hopelessness. What do you think? That's that was your low. And now you wanted to get off of this bottom. And there was Capricorn. And let's talk about it. Yeah, well, Capricorn certainly um, was a, a, a catapult out of my experience and my desperation, I think, for being a mother. Again, this is Mother's Day, right? So maybe that's where I'm coming from. Um, but, you know, I have two beautiful children that I adore and I'm thankful for. Um, however, you know, the, the quote sacrifices that we as mothers make for our children and our family, um, I, I can just speak for me, it was incredibly damaging. And it, it was, um, I navigated around boundaries and ideas and, um, and concepts and principles and guidelines, things that I would have never in a million years negotiated around. 
you know, tolerating, tolerating, for example, infidelity, just kind of going, well, you know, I can understand, you know, when in Rome, right? Um, but this was, um, you know, the ultimate erosion of my sense of self. And without the the barometers of friends, fellow believers, a sober community around me, I was just picked off. And, um, you know, we were talking about ghosts earlier on, and I'll share you with you a couple of ghost stories, if you like. Better believe it. If you're just joining us, I'm Toby C. The name of the show is The Fourth Dimension. We're here with Sherry Ann C. Talking about evil resistance that so many of us experience in early recovery. Better believe it, Sherry Ann. Tell us a couple of good ghost stories, baby. <laughs> so at the, I guess at the height of the demise of my relationship, while there's a lot of of uh, noise and um, drama going on in the the background that I can't see. I, I for whatever reason, I don't have a nose for, uh, you know, the nasties, the deception. I, I honestly can't see it. I'm blind to it. It's like being colorblind. But what I could see were were, were beings entering our rooms at night. My children experienced them. I experienced them. I observed them on my property. I saw them in my windows. I felt them when I went outside. And, uh, and what's really spooky is the area that we lived in, according to the local Aboriginal community, some of the elders there have reminded me that this is a source of, of um, evil, even within the own Aboriginal communities that have been living and roaming in our, in our local hills here for years. So what I was experiencing wasn't anything unusual for them. Um, it was just time for me to exit, and I needed to develop a plan, a good, solid plan that included sobriety. How interesting. Sounds to me, Sherry Ann, that you might have a touch of clairvoyance <laughs> and, uh, and, 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 and be able to really open up your, your, your perception to things, again, that are outside of the limitations of our three-dimensional world. And, and there are people who can see, remember that, that movie with Bruce Willis, I see dead people, you know, <laughs> but, but we can. And, and, uh, I've been known to allow myself, uh, to open my mind and, and, and really visualize, uh, death and, um, and demons and, and awful things if I allow my imagination to be pointed in that direction. Ah, there it is. So something was pointing your imagination in that direction and opened it up. And you saw, you saw ghosts. You saw, you saw apparitions. You saw, you saw demons. You saw something. I, I think I saw something that my rational mind could not see. Um, you know, I, I kind of, maybe it's wishful thinking, but had I had a group of sober women and uh, people who had a lot of experience and the things that I was struggling with around me that could have advised me that what I was really seeing was a, a marriage falling apart due to, you know, the, the sins that affect marriages, um, I didn't, perhaps I wouldn't have had to have seen them in the way, but you know, regardless, my higher powers talks to me in the way that he talks to me. And sometimes it's just damn spooky, right? So I got Fasc spooked. Fascinating. Yeah. You were alone. You did not have a sober network there. No, I did not. So, so you had to make sense out of all of the dysfunction in this union, in this partnership. Absolutely. In this marriage. You had to make sense out of it. And, and something gave you a view 
of really what was going on in your marriage, the real root of your unhappiness. It gave you a window. It gave you a view to this unhappiness. And it presented this view in the form of, of maybe apparitions and demons and evil and things that were spooky and scary and meant to, to keep you in fear. How about that? Mm-hmm. That's an interesting idea. What do you right? think? Possibly, you know, I, um, I certainly fear is one of those things that those spooky things do. Um, I took it more as information, like, hello. Um, you know, again, it wasn't my first experience with, um, you know, the fourth dimension as you're referring to, uh, and I was able to um, use the power of prayer and intention to keep it at bay, but. Even at that, uh, it was an overwhelming force, and it was enough for me to know, hey, girl, you need an exit strategy, and you need to get back connected. But the question is, how do you untangle oneself? How was I to untangle myself from the aloneness and the abuse and the violation and small children and financial and all that stuff? That is, that's the that's the remainder of the story, and that is only through the power of the higher power that that any of that happened and that's miraculous absolutely miraculous sherry ann were you trapped also in the cycle of domestic violence do you really have to ask that question just just just, just, <laughs> just no just no no, ser- no seriously just yeah. a simple yes or no absolutely okay okay, okay. yeah okay, now, now, for so, sure now, and here's my here's my here's my next follow-up mm-hmm. question and was this a lonely experience for you course it was a lonely experience for you as as this as victims in the cycle of domestic violence it is so lonely and 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 god and recovery and salvation from this loneliness happens of course in the group and you brought it up on on, you know more than once this segment that you did not have the group you had your imagination and you were looking for answers, okay? And you had to find those answers from within yourself, okay? And within this darkness and within this hopelessness. And of course, the answer presented itself in the form of evil. Of course, it was so clear. But there it is. I love this. We're going to be ending this, this show now with Sherry Ann talking about how to transcend this this hopeless, evil loneliness, right, Sherry? Absolutely, yeah. And and possibly, possibly, not going to guarantee, but possibly, one of the solutions is the group. What do you think, Sherry? Great idea. Let's chat about that. <laughs> All <laughs> right, Sherry Ann mashing out ghost stories with Toby on the Fourth Dimension. We're yeah. going to be right back, calling it a wrap on a very interesting hour talking about demonic possession and interference in early recovery. testimonies about the evil influences interfering in our most desperate and hopeful moments in life. Here's Toby. 
Oh yeah. All right. Those demons are out there if we open ourselves up to them. And by the way, Sherry, you and I both agree that that angels or the power of a God of our understanding or really good vibrations await us out there if we open our ourselves to them. Yeah, absolutely. That's the lesson for today, I hope. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so take it away. Well, Toby, thank you. Um, so uh, Capricorn and I, um, you know, it's so hard to talk about, but, you know, the kind of the the uh, climax, if you will, is, um, you know, he gets back into the house and uh, after, you know, living on the streets for a number of months. And um, I'm like, dude, the only thing you got to, you know, obviously you're not doing well, just, you know, me and the children were talked about it. And it's like, um, you can come back in as long as you're sober. Well, that lasted no time. Within two days, he's driving around with my car in the back of his or my daughter in the back of the car, drunk. And I lose my SHIT on him, and I tell him to leave, and uh, it becomes violent. So um, fast forward, I'm in the back of the police car <laughs> going down to Banning, and I'm in my church clothes and uh, rolling around in the back of the car. Anyway, I get there, and I do a little Bible study with a lady there, and uh, we had some great, um, great time. And people are like, you're the nursery school teacher. What are you doing? I'm like, that's kind of my question, too, but, you know, this is um, a low point for me. Um, and uh, it affected my career as well. Um, the nature of my business is that I, that's the kind of stuff that can't stick. So Capricorn made sure that it did stick. And I had to find a way to defend myself without any money. And um, I'm sitting outside of my office one day with one of my new friends, one of my new faith-based friends. And I said, how am I going to defend myself? And he said, I don't know. Let's just pray about it. I know you guys are going to think this is goofy. As we're praying about it, somebody walks out the door and he says, let's ask her. So this woman happened to know an attorney that took me on and defended me like something out of a 70s Perry Mason movie. And... Um, Nailed, nailed Capricorn as a liar and a deceiver and a thief and an abuser. Okay, hold this thought. Wait mm -hmm. a second. I got to interrupt here. Absolutely. Something happened just now. Yeah. This was a turning point for you. I'm sorry. I glossed and, over it for no, 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 sure, wait, right? Wait. And you emerged ever so slightly from loneliness mm -hmm. into the union of a group. Yeah, absolutely. How yeah. about that? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right. And that group wasn't perfect either, but... Um, At least you weren't alone. I wasn't alone, and I did have support, and I did have people that believed in me and understood what I was experiencing and were willing to invest in me in their prayer life as well as their pocketbooks. And it didn't take much. I just needed some traction, just a little bit of traction to break this cycle. The cycle of domestic violence the lonely cycle of domestic violence, the lonely cycle of, of hopelessness and, and, and codependency and being, and being kept down under the thumb of a narcissist, of somebody who's, you know, who's opened themselves up to, uh, to, to evil possession themselves, maybe. You know, we talked about this before, Sherry, and I'd like you again to kind of glance over at the seven deadlies and, and you and Capricorn, you guys, you know, started a dance in the very beginning, okay, of your relationship. 
And, um, and it sounds to me like you moved into this, this reality, you know, what reality with Capricorn did you move into? Um, was it a reality of, 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 of being proud or angry or a reality of envy or, or a greedy reality or a lustful sexual reality or a lazy retirement reality or a consumption reality? What do you think was going on there, Sherry Ann, with, with Capricorn and with you? <laughs> you know, I want to kind of go uh, F none of the above because my disease is codependency primarily, although God blessed me with becoming a drunk so <laughs> so I could really pay attention. But, you know, I was so clueless. Um, you know, I just wanted to be happy and I, I guess perhaps it's, if anything, it's pride. And uh, pride at being a mother, pride at being hardworking, pride at, um, at, you know, look at what life can deliver if you only work hard and not wanting to look to the contrary evidence. Um, By the way, you mentioned that in the very beginning. Mm. You wanted to be a mother. Yes. You wanted to settle down, have a few children, and this just seemed like the, the natural course and what God had, had intended Absolutely. for you. Absolutely. There's no question in my mind that that's what God intended for me. And I still believe that that's what God intends for me, although he expects me to be a humble mother. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. So anyway, so so what do you think was, was really the solution for you Um having different visions and experiences and um, and all of a sudden the view didn't look so hopeless and evil and awful anymore. You know, never mind about moving on from your relationship with Capricorn and growing spiritually and emotionally. What do you think was the real solution that worked out for you ultimately in you, in your recovery in something that was sustainable. What do you think? I want to circle back to a theme that I mentioned very early in our first segment about my mentor. You know, um, I sought her out in my mid-20s. I needed a woman to believe in me and encourage me and lift me up and give me some discipline. And um, I felt so blessed to have her. And um, and I earnestly went about that again. Um, it was trying to find someone, somehow, some way to believe in me. And it just takes one. So those of you who are sponsors out there, please keep up the good work because we need you. Um, we, we need that to be lifted up and elevated. And if it means throwing just 20 bucks at us and buying us a cup of coffee, make it happen because Beautiful. that can change somebody's life. Sponsorship. So we can empower ourselves by finding a power greater than ourselves. There it is. And just like your mentor, you circled back now in recovery, sustainable recovery, because you now take your problems and you don't internalize them. You discuss them with another trusted, healthy person. Yeah, and even if I can pause on that a little bit more, the value of the mentorship and sponsor, if you will, but mentor is to lift up and to encourage and to discipline. And um, it doesn't matter if you're 9, 19, or 99. If we're, if we're growing, we need to grow with other individuals who can do that. To leave us alone is in isolation is, in my opinion, doom. There it is. What a nice ending, Sherry Ann. Thank you so much for joining Toby C. Toby, it's been so fun. Thanks you know. for having me. Woohoo. And, uh, and there it is. Yay. Hey, sponsorship, gang. 
Remember, the point of sponsorship is to prepare the sponsee to become a sponsor. It's an experience you must not miss. God bless. See you next time here talking about evil resistance during early recovery.